Short Talks with Barbara Flood. My name is Vukashina Delkovic. I produced a book that is the result of 12 years of work and that is called the Asylum Archive. I got the funding from Arts Council managed by CREATE. I was awarded Arts and uh, Activism Bursary uh, at the end of last year and I'm absolutely delighted because the work that I was doing for the last 12 years or so has been done without any funding. So all those travels to different reprovision centres, uh, we kind of funded that ourselves as a family and then I got the funding and I said, well, how are we going to use the funding? And I said, well, let's make the book. So I worked very closely with Niall McCormack, a designer from Dublin, and with Charlotte McIver, Animal Hall, Ronit Lentin and Carantil who wrote the most beautiful and poignant essays for the book. So I'm absolutely thrilled and we printed 500 copies, there are maybe 50 left at the moment, so we may go into second edition, but we'll see. Why is it so important? I think it's really important because if you look at the history of uh, previous Irish carceral sites like Magdalene Laundries, Mother and Baby Homes, Industrial Schools, even lunatic Asylums, there is very little visual information about those sites. So I said when I was an asylum seeker, we are, I'm going to try to document it, really to preserve it, to historicize it, to memorialize direct provision so we don't forget the most appalling way we treat uh, people who come to Ireland to seek protection. You said a quote at the start of the, the talk. Yeah, it's about the notion of the migrants. I can send you that. Yeah. Uh, or I can read now if you want. Yeah. Uh, memory for migrants is almost always the memory of loss. But since most migrants have been pushed out of the sites of official national memory in their original homes, there is some anxiety surrounding the status of what is lost, since the memory of the journey to a new place, the memory of one's own life and family world in the old place, and official memory about the nation one has left have to be recombined in a new location. Apajurai, page 21, Archive and Aspiration. The whole idea of the project is to preserve the memory and there are no bodies of asylum seekers because of ethical consideration, because people are very marginalised, very vulnerable in those centres, in those settings. And as Ivan McCann from Galway Rape Crisis Centre said in the interview I conducted some time ago, uh, is that direct provision is uh, the reenactment of the abuse so uh, uh, people who have suffered tremendous losses, prosecution back home, are in the setting and environment is, that is very counterproductive and that is uh, not helping anyone. And it's just a continuation of incarcerating people in, 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 in Ireland. Before direct provision, when asylum seekers, while their claim is in the process that they should be part of the society, and if they need the help from the state, that they should be allowed to get the help from the state, like social welfare and rent allowance, and that they should be allowed to work. Do you think it's a deliberate policy to keep people? I think it's a deliberate policy to keep people incarcerated in these sites because we don't want to have more people coming to Ireland. So the message that has been sent across to Africa, to Asia, to different parts of the world is you are going to have to go to the hell that is direct provision in order to get your permission to stay in Ireland. So um, 
people are still coming here not so many as they did before but i don't know what the future is going to be especially knowing that the rise of fire right in ireland and burning um or setting arson attacks to the centers in Moville and in Ruski, uh, people are asylum seekers are becoming afraid, and they're getting more and more afraid. And and um, um, I think that we have to um, take that into into consideration big time. Do you think direct provision makes it easier for the state to deport people? Absolutely. As Ronit Lenton says, that uh, those carceral sites are sites of deportability in holding camps, which makes easier for government to deport people. And that's the thing. When you get a deportation letter, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be deported. Some of people got deported, but that kind of psychological torture that's been implemented on you when you get a deportation letter and knowing that you can be deported any day, any time by the guards they have a power to do that living in that kind of setting makes a huge toll on one's mental health thank you super thanks a million thanks a lot short talks with barbara flood